backstage passes, and zero to 60 in a super stretch limo? Yeah, that's just how we roll. You're listening to the Mousecapades Radio Network. Listeners, this is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and Gina, and we hope that you're all staying safe and happy and healthy. This is episode 732, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades Podcast. Today, we'll be bringing you all the latest Disney rumors and news to help your week be a bit more magical. The Mousecapades Podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, we'd be glad to help. Just text one of us. We have Gina, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497. This number has changed, so I'm going to repeat it. The number is 636-373-4497. Or you can also email us at yourstorytravel.com, and we'd be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit is two of $200 is going to hold your resort and ticket package. So go ahead and contact one of us today. Uh, and since Stephanie said that, I do want to apologize. If anybody has called the number that we've been saying to you, we apologize because it was linked through Google. Gina and I know we're not crazy. We tested it out. We had somebody even call in. We just couldn't book their trip because of where they were coming from. Um, apparently, it is now the, in the ownership of a medical company. And so thank you to my listener, Virginia, or our listener, Virginia, for catching that. And she was trying to get us in touch with her friend. And uh, we are all set back up. This number goes straight to my phone, which I need to change my voice now. But if you get us something that says Vicki Black, you've got the right number and I will pass it out unless you specifically say, I want Gina or I want Stephanie or I want Vicky. Whatever you say, we'll make it work for you. But um, we just appreciate you guys listening. And I am so sorry that we did not know this. And we have no idea how long it's been like that. So, whoops. I know that was the first thing Gina said. I wonder how many people called that number and didn't know we didn't call them back. And then I freaked out because I have the same thing. I use the same thing for mine. You know, that way my clients can get a hold of me. I mean, it comes right to my cell phone, but... I'm like, oh gosh, what if mine's not working? So I double check mine and mine's fine. Cause I'm like, I have all these advertisements like on the race cars and right. you know, out in the public. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, I, I know Nick said that maybe that wasn't a great idea to do my own personal phone, but honestly, I just feel better because I'd rather the customers be able to get a hold of us so that, you know, we can get them what they need. Um, but like I said, thank you. I believe her name is Virginia, I think, because she's going on the trip with the friend that booked it. And um, I appreciate it. And I appreciate that she's a teacher. Um, that's what she said. You need to get with Vicki because she's a teacher. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Steph's a teacher too, if any other teachers are out there. Uh, Gina's a medical assistant, if you know and have any medical assistants Me- out there. Medical you- biller. Oh, medical <laughs> biller. I'm sorry. You're still in the medical world. So, yes. I do risk adjustment coding. Ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> it's it's different. I, I'm not used to it because I used to do anesthesia coding, and so it's a big difference. Um, risk assessment sounds 
It sounds like a lot of numbers and not something in my in my wheelhouse. Well, I mean, it is a lot of numbers, but it, it makes sense to anybody that's in the coding world. So the I thought this would be interesting because I feel like most of the time, I know we've done one or two stories that are crazy from Disney World, but this week the um, call logs came in from the Anaheim Police Department. So we're gonna talk about for the April and May for the Disneyland Resort. And this was interesting to me. So the log showed that they had to respond to 23 calls in April and 25 calls in May that required officers to take action. So if the officers came to the park and didn't have to take any action, then they didn't get logged. So that's 48 cases that did get logged. So I'm like, wow, how many? Crazy. Yeah, I was like, how many? Well, do they release something like this for Disney World? They used to, because I know Nick and I used to report on it, but I haven't seen it in a really long time. But I saw this one and I know that especially uh, Lee and Crystal out there in California like when we talk about Disneyland. So I try to do as much as I can find about both. For a while, it was hard because of Guardians of the Galaxy. I felt like that was like overtaking over everything. <laughs> right. But here are some of the crimes. This is interesting too. So petty theft, which is like mostly anything under $25. And then animal cruelty. So somebody must have had their animal in the park. Or, or in their car. Oh, I hope they didn't leave them. That's so sad. Narcotics taken. So, like, taken and there were some being sold. Oh, gosh. Brandishing a firearm. Disturbing the peace. There was a bomb threat. There was some forgery and fraud cases. Vandalism and trespassing after, before and after hours. Um, it said that lost and found patrol checks and miscellaneous incidents weren't even recruited. Uh, weren't even included in this report. And the trespassing refers to entering or remaining on property without Disney's permission. Oh, I'm sorry, I misquoted petty theft. Petty theft is 950 or less. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, that doesn't seem like petty to me. That's a lot of money. I think in Kentucky, it's 500 or less. And then over 500 is a felony. So if they have assault and battery cases, it involves them having to use force and violence. There were some people that were drunk in public, including picking fights, which we already knew about picking fights. I don't think they told us in that article, though, that they were drunk, but that's interesting. Passing out or the inability to care for themselves. I'm just like, what is going on, people? (laughs) We need to get back to the golden rule of do unto others as you want them to do to you. If it's not yours, don't take it. Don't stay where you're not supposed to be. Don't fight. Be kind to others. Be kind. That's right. That's it. Plain and simple, guys. So crazy. But I'm sorry, California, that that's going on. But it almost makes me feel better that it's not just in one place. I mean, I know that in my mind, but I hadn't heard that about California. Well, I'm going to totally shift gears on y'all. We've got Buzz Lightyear. And he is now appearing in Disneyland and Tomorrowland um, as he is depicted in the new Lightyear movie. He can be found outside Galactic Grill from time to time in front of Tomorrowland Terrace. 
He last, um, when we were reporting on this, he was with a PhotoPass photographer. Now it's not like the typical meet and greet from the past. This version of Buzz is actually a face character with nothing covering his head. His spacesuit looks a little bit more realistic rather than cartoonish. The costume also doesn't have that kind of classic purple and green accent from the Toy Story films. Though Buzz does wear a suit with those colors in Lightyear. This suit is white with a gray-blue accent kind of on it. Um, there's a building in the new Lightyear film that resembles Space Mountain, and it's rumored that Tomorrowland attraction could get a permit, uh, a permanent Lightyear update. If that happens, this version of Buzz could become a mainstay for the land. We're wondering if we'll get to see the new version of Buzz Lightyear in Orlando at the Magic Kingdom. So far, we only have the like cartoonish looking one. He's right. totally covered. His face is covered. So that would be quite interesting to see like him as a face character. I liked the idea of the face character because that means he can talk to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it'd be neat. Did either of you guys see this movie? I have not yet because I just have not had time. I want to. It's on my bucket list. It's the um, reviews are all over the place. But I'm going to let you talk to that right now. Yeah, so since we're speaking of the movie anyway, it opened this past Friday on June 17th, but it did not meet the projected amount of 70 million or higher. The movie netted about 51 million for its first weekend. Um, the previous three Pixar releases went straight to Disney Plus, marketing this as the first return since Onward in 2020. The most recent release for Disney Animation in Compto opened to only $27 million, but Lightyear now holds um, the title, sorry. <laughs> the, the title for Best Domestic Opening for an Animated Feature since COVID-19 in March of 2020. I think, here's my opinion, it's summer. People are on vacation. They're out and about. The weather's been good. I mean, somewhat. It's been hot, but right. we've had some good days. So people are not going to the movies right now. Or <laughs> they're going to get the Top Gun. That's right. <laughs> That's what they're doing. I think that hurts Disney because Top Gun is such the it's the big movie of the moment right now. Right, but it had been out for what three or four weeks prior mm -hmm. to this one coming out. Uh, I know so many people that have gone. Well, when we went, our friends went with us and they had already seen it. They're like, oh, we want to mm -hmm. go see it again. I know so many people that have seen it at least twice. It's crazy. Chris and I haven't seen it yet, but Andrew has. That's what him and his girlfriend went and saw. Uh, but Chris and I want to go, and Andrew's like, I'll go see it again. It's really good. It's real. My well, my mom doesn't go to the movies a whole lot, mostly because she, if she doesn't go with one of us, then she doesn't get to. But she <laughs> was watching Top Gun, the original, with my cousin, and again, another person who doesn't go to the movies very much. And so yesterday we were over there for Father's Day and she said, don't forget, you have to help buy tickets because they, you know, it's a tech thing. So I helped them find tickets for tomorrow night. They are so excited to go see it. That's awesome. Good. But I, I really do think that that is hurting Lightyear because, I mean, there's still so much hype over Top Gun right now. And beside that, what about the new Jurassic Park? Is that oh awesome? yeah, that too. That too. So, so there's two really good movies that I think are overshadowing it. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see if it builds over time. I don't know. 
So this past week was the first full week of the new Finding Nemo show, The Big Blue and Beyond. And I told Stephanie last week that I thought I needed to take a trip just to go see this show, which is absolutely ridiculous, by the way. Just sounds like something stupid I would do. Um, it seems that the show was not filling up as much as Disney thought it would. So they canceled um, on the second day. They canceled the first show and the last show of the day. Oh, wow. Um, because they said there just wasn't, the crowds were not there. Um, so they were only going to have four shows for a while because they always had six before with the other one. I was super sad. I'm so, I do not, please do not take this away before I can get there, Disney. Um I'm begging all my Disney friends, can you please go see the show? The vloggers that I saw, saw it, thought it was great and bragged about, you know, just taking that 15 minutes off made a huge difference for like families and for them. Um, so please, I'm asking you. I just think that there's a lot of people who go to Disney not very prepared. And so they probably just didn't even realize that it was open. Like, I feel like maybe that is the issue. People didn't realize that this was now an option. And so they just didn't plan for it or they, I don't know. So listeners, please tell your friends that are going to <laughs> Disney to please go see Finding Nemo. I need it to stay until October. So there's going to be a live version of Hercules and the Russo brothers are going to produce it. Guy Ritchie is going to direct the movie. He was the director of the live action Aladdin movie, which was amazing. I loved it. What about you guys? Yes. Did you like awesome. that one? My favorite. Dave Callahan has written the first draft of the Hercules live action remake. The rumor is that this could be the one installment potentially spinning off into an entirely new franchise. Joe Russo previously said, they want to see something really cool that they want to get lost in uh, it for a decade. So that's our mission, to provide them with that experience. Disney's 1997 animated Hercules made 252 million at the box office. Several other successful Disney animated movies from the 1990s have already become live action remakes, including Beauty and Beast, Aladdin, and The Lion King. I love a good live action movie. It just makes me fall in love with all of my favorites. I can't wait to see this because I like Hercules. That's one of my favorite movies. It's got some great music. Well, yeah, it does. I hope that they don't decide to take the music out like they did Mulan because that would yeah. probably, probably put a knife right in my heart. But when she, when you read that, Stephanie, $252 million in 97. Yes. That's crazy. Back then. That's crazy. When I read that, my eyes got big like, ooh, $252 million. Yeah. Disney's been doing great. Yeah, and then they could just, well, now they bring them to Disney Plus, but they used to take them out of the vault and bring them back for us to buy. All right, so speaking of Disney Plus, according to the Hollywood Reporter, Marvel is creating a Mr. Wonder Man series for Disney Plus. Marvel has hired Dustin Daniel Creighton, director and writer of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, to executive produce and possibly direct the series. He is joined by his head writer, Andrew Guest, known for episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Community. Guest was also a consulting producer for Hawkeye. The live action Wonder Man series is in an early stage, 
but production could begin in 2023, which isn't that far if you really think about it. Not at all. Mm-mm. The Wonder Man character was first introduced in Avengers number nine in 1964, the villain. He was reintroduced as a hero in the late 1970s. Wonder Man, aka Simon Williams, helped found the West Coast Avengers and had a day job as an actor. The character was also frequently connected to Wanda Maximoff in Vision. Exactly how Wonder Man will be portrayed in this remains to be unseen, and hopefully he'll be the good guy. So here's the interesting thing. Did you guys know about Wonder Man? No, not at all. I am not a Marvel person. Yeah, me neither. I need to get my stuff together and maybe start watching some of them. Uh, yeah, I thought that they just decided to be equal and make this character. And because then it said, Wonder Woman? Yeah. And so it said late 70s. I'm like, where have I been? I do not know. Wonder Man wasn't as cool as Wonder Woman. Apparently not. <laughs> Did I tell you that last week about the little boy with the Marvel shirt at camp? He looked sad. So I was trying to get him to like talk and I saw his Marvel shirt. I'm like, oh, Marvel. Have you watched Miss Marvel on Disney Plus? And he's like looking at me like, who are you? And you've lost your mind. Well, then I had twins last week too. And they knew exactly who I was talking about. They could tell me the writers and the directors and the producers and all the characters. And I was like, holy cow. It was hilarious. But I was proud to tell Joey on Friday, we played Blook It in my summer camp class and they wanted to do the Marvel round. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, don't you know Marvel? That's Disney, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, guys, I've watched all the movies with Joey, but I can't promise you that I'm going to do very well. Well, then I got second place. And then they're all like, you said you didn't know that much. But I I told Joey I was proud of myself how much I actually remembered from watching all those movies with him. Because there were some pretty dark or deep questions and they're like, who killed this person? And and, I mean, you had to know their names. It wasn't like... um, what character wears this outfit or something. It was pretty deep details and I was proud of myself for remembering them. So the kids were not happy, but I was proud. Right. <laughs> so a temporary stage, this is amazing. I apologize listeners, but hopefully you'll be able to stream this later or, uh, or watch it on Disney Plus or watch it on YouTube. Here's the deal. Tomorrow night, so this is more for, we're recording on Monday night. Tomorrow night, they are going to do a live streaming of Harmonious. I think that they've worked out a lot of the kinks from the first time that they did that when it first came out. And not only that, but Idina Menzel, you know, Elsa Mm -hmm. and from Wicked, she is going to be the host of the live stream of Disney Plus's Harmonious tomorrow night, June 21st. Oh, fun. They put this huge stage up by one of the stores on the left, like when you're going to the Mexican Pavilion, that store that's right there. And um, it's raised up and that's where she's gonna be speaking. Although I would hope people aren't gonna like pounce on her like they do rock stars and stuff like that. But anyway, she's kind of high up. So it would take a lot to get by there and I'm sure there'll be security around her. Um, But right now, you know, Disney puts those portable bushes around it like, People have not figured out that through those bushes is a surprise back there. So that's what some people, the vloggers, were like trying to peek through the bushes to see the staging and everything like that. 
So I'm sorry that this uh, we didn't know we did not know about this last week. Literally, it was just like no, it Stephanie just came out a couple of days ago. Yeah, like Stephanie said, sometimes they tell us stuff and we're like, okay, wah wah wah, it's over. Yeah. Um, Remember, we record on Monday, so you will have missed this because the 21st is tomorrow for us. But for you guys, it was yesterday. Right. So, but I, if it's going to be on Disney Plus, I'm hoping that means they're going to keep it on there. Yeah, YouTube for sure is a place that you can go to find it right now. That's exciting. Yeah. I'll check that one out. Me too. Speaking of Disney Plus, premiering on Disney Plus on November 9th of this year is going to be the Zootopia series. It's a six episode anthology series that's going to feature storylines following various sets of characters from Zootopia, including a mobster, shrews, tiger dancers, and sloths. According to Variety, an episode shown at Annecy International Animation Film Festival on Friday, June 17th, was The Godfather of the Bride, an original story from Mr. Big in the style of The Godfather films. This is very exciting because Zootopia was a very loved movie. I absolutely adore this movie. I think it is so cute and well done. Um, And we feel like there could be more than six episodes in our future, but I mean, obviously we've got to wait see cross her fingers hope it does well i cannot imagine that that mr big storyline doesn't make a big hit that was Mm -hmm. some of the funniest material they had in that movie (laughs) it was with those little bitty things were like because that would not be the character you would think would be a godfather character it would be more like a panther or something right Not, not these little bitty mice or rats whatever they were possums i love the sloth those are my favorite. That, yeah, I do too. Oh, and now I'm... <laughs> the sloths were my favorite, but I was forgetting who Mr. Big was. Now I get it. Yeah, he said, you're good to my daughter, so you are saved. Yes. Okay. I was like, who is Mr. Big? Oh, yeah. The Godfather. <laughs> the Godfather of the Bride. Ah, uh, okay. All right, so it wouldn't be true fashion since this is a rumors and news show if we didn't have some kind of Disney drama. This week, an issue that occurred on May 5th was released. I I love how these are months later. Well, because they have to hide them. I know. It happened about 10.30 p.m. at Grand Floridians in Stanford Rose, which is Disney's favorite store. It's where Stephanie is going on fall break, apparently. Uh, Stephanie, I will be there with you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm taking Stephanie there, and we want to eat at Boma. Yep. A 25-year-old man and his friend ordered drinks, and the cast members were, and they were getting pretty friendly at this point. So one cast member noticed them acting a little too friendly and putting their arms around another server. The situation escalated quickly, and the bartender noticed that the two men were drunk, so he told them he couldn't sell them any more drinks. Uh, the men got angry and stood up and told the server that she wasn't his mom and they got in her face and grabbed her arm. Another cast member saw what was happening and they tried to intervene. One of the men bought up his behind his back, but he swore that he wasn't ever going to hurt the server. Unfortunately, the situation got worse and Disney security was called, but they didn't know the man's identity. The man left, but he returned a week later to sit in the server's section again. 
So she recognized him and she called the sheriff. And when the sheriff arrived, the server talked about what happened the last week and told him that she would like to press charges. The sheriff found the 25-year-old man in a hotel room with his daughter, but he refused to talk about what had happened on May 5th. The sheriff's, sheriff's office filed charges, but as of yet, the man has not been charged with a crime. Which is ridiculous. That's pretty bad. They found him with his daughter. daughter. I mean, really? Again. Why did he return a week later? Why? Is he still on his trip? I don't know if he's living in a It made it seem like he might be living in a hotel. Or maybe he's from another country where they get to take those month-long vacations. Yeah. That would be nice. I mean, obviously, he, they had to have money or something to stay there, right? I mean, I'm assuming they were staying at the Grand Floridian or no? It doesn't say they it were staying there. It doesn't say they were staying there. there. It doesn't say they were just a hotel, but... But normally, if you're going to be late at the, one of the hotel bars... Obviously, he could have a 10-year-old. I get that part, but more than likely, that child is under 10. Right. Right. Okay, people, time to grow up. Once you become mama or papa, you got to be responsible. Well, you really should be responsible for then, but especially <laughs> right. if you're trying to be a role model for your children. Exactly. So this is a sad story. Billy, I think it's Comets, and I love that my children make fun of me when I was talking about this because I'm like, someone died, and they're like, what from? I'm like, I don't know, because I didn't have the story in front of me, and they're like, you tell us these things, you need details, Mom. Make sure you have all the details. So. He portrayed Aladdin during the last year of Aladdin, a musical spectacular at Disney California Adventure. He passed away this past week, 35 years old of colon cancer. Oh, wow. So people, I don't news, usually do my soapbox too much, but I'm telling you right now, please make sure you get the colonoscopy. It really, the worst part is drinking the drink. The colonoscopy was a piece of cake and they're finding it in younger and younger people. So I'm, I'm begging you, it, it's minute. If, if you're a woman and you've had a baby, it's really not a big deal, honestly. <laughs> right. Seriously, it was nothing. Um, but anyway, Kmet's got his break as an actor on Disney Cruise Line, and then he, he later moved to the Aladdin position in California. He was offered that role, and he performed it at the Hyperion Theater in Disney California Adventure until the show closed in January 2016. He was mainly a voice actor after that, including English versions of several anime series and among dozens of other roles he voiced ren and pokemon josuki higashikato oh sarah where are you this week <laughs> in jojo's bizarre adventure and nicolo in attack on the titan so as for other disney roles he voiced several characters in the marvel avengers academy video game deadpool in one episode of marvel's long story short and nevereth in one episode of the owl house so I mean, he did a lot for the short time that he was alive, but holy smokes, 35. 35, that is so young. Do your colonoscopies, do your mammogram, whatever the doctor's asking you to do, you need to do it. I'm just saying, please. Just get the tests. That's the end of the story. Get the tests. For your family's safety, mm -hmm. if not for your own. So since the fireworks have now returned after the pandemic, the fights have been in full force <laughs> at Disney World. Like, this is a thing, guys. The latest story that was released landed a female guest in the hospital over, you guessed it, a spot for the fireworks. How sad. 
is this, right? This event occurred on May 3rd at Magic Kingdom. A 40-year-old man and his family were waiting in a spot to see the Enchantment Show. The other group included a 35-year-old and his wife, and they began pushing through to get in front of the family that had been waiting and saving their spot. A woman in the group grabbed another woman's hair and pulled her to the ground. That was when the two men began fighting. The 35-year-old man tried to punch the 40-year-old man, but it was a weak punch that went off to the side, so the 40-year-old wasn't hurt. The 35-year-old and his wife ran off after that, the 40-year-old said. Authorities also interviewed the other side and the group accused, uh, the, the other side, which was the group that was accused of storming the crowd. The 35-year-old's wife asked his daughter to move into an empty space by the other party. The person in the other group told them no because that space was for their whole group. The woman pushed the little girl. The 35-year-old said she acted out of instinct to protect her daughter, which, sorry, I think I would do the same. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't go pushing my child. Right. Um, and that's why she pulled the other woman's hair. Now, I mean, I'm not going to be a hair puller. <laughs> no, but I don't think they, I think the way that they were describing this, I think they like grabbed a ponytail or something and yanked them back with their hair. Not okay. just yanked their hair. I think it was a full force. It almost had to be. Pulling them back. Yes. Okay. Then that, yes, I could totally see myself. I'm not doing saying it's it. right. I'm, I'm just saying that's what I, I'm visualizing. I'm over here saying I would probably do it. So, I mean, it isn't right. But when you're pushing a child, mama bear instincts do come out. And uh -huh. the, like they say, the claws come out. That's probably what happened here. Right. The 40-year-old man pushed the 35-year-old's wife, a Disney cast member, witnessed part of the incident and told authorities that she saw a woman fall to the ground and heard guests screaming. She didn't see the actual fight, she said, but guests reported seeing a man grab a woman by the hair and throw her to the ground. The 35-year-old and his wife were given trespass warnings. The sheriff's office forwarded uh, battery charges to the state attorney's home for the 40-year-old, the 35-year-old, and the 35-year-old's wife, but no one has been charged with the crime yet. That's why we're not naming anybody, and we're just referring to them by their ages, because no details were released about the hospital's um, about any of their names and the hospitalized woman's condition was also not released. This is cray cray people. That is. It is. It's nuts. I mean, fighting's not okay. And I know I said I would totally mama bear, but like that's because somebody's pushing a child. I mean, I understand with the group or whatever, and but if there's a little spot and there's a little girl that they're wanting to put up there so she can see, I mean, my family's like, oh, yeah, come on up here with my kids, you know, right. that kind of thing. Why can't people just be nice? I don't get it. It's every man for himself, and that is one of the reasons I didn't want them to bring parades back, like, you know, parades and fireworks the way they were. I liked it. I don't like the pandemic. I liked how it was being handled, though. Like, they were grouping the people in tape areas. I don't know. And I know I'm the, I'm the minority, but look how many fights they've already had. Just, mm -hmm. it's not even been a full year. I don't think people realize that like you're supposed to go find a spot way in advance 
And I get it I, because when you're sitting there for an hour with your spot and all of a sudden somebody comes and squeezes right in front of you, it's annoying. Right. Those people do get frustrated. So it is easy for people to lose their cool. Um, but I, I just feel like they need to be doing it some other sort of way. Like, okay, this space right here is full. We are taping it off. Nobody is allowed to sneak in last moment. Here's where now you have to go. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the better way is. I just know there has to be a better way because it does get pretty intense. It's crazy. Well, the Walt Disney Company has played a plan to move Walt Disney Imagineering, consumer products, and other departments to Lake Nona until mid-2026. That's a long time. I know. The move was previously planned to be completed next year in 2023. This announcement came at an all-hands-on-deck meeting today. Some employees were already searching for homes and are understandably upset about the delay because they had already sold their California homes. I would be upset too. And probably some of them have already bought homes in Florida. Right. Their imagineers were upset by the relocation plan already, and some choose not to stay with the company. Many have urged me to reverse the decision to move, especially considering Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' recent attacks on the company and the passing of the Don't Say Gay Bill. Walt Disney Company purchased roughly 60 acres for the new Lake Nona campus. Right, this is a mess. This is what I'm saying. It is a mess, and it's it's all political. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. don't get the politics involved. Yeah, keep Disney Disney, keep the politics out of it. Exactly. That's what's going to ruin all the businesses because yep. then you're going to divide it. So crazy. Yep. So great news. Um, Halloween offerings have been announced this week for the Disneyland Resort and California Adventure. And there's so much information that the three of us are all going to talk about it. Um, The Oogie Boogie Bash is going to be returning on September the 6th. And throughout Disneyland Park, guests can encounter Disney villains and other characters in brand new Halloween looks. The seasonal decor, including the pumpkin displays and iconic giant Mickey pumpkins, will transform Main Street USA as it always does. And the Haunted Mansion attraction will undergo its annual seasonal transformation to become Haunted Mansion Holiday, inspired by Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. And every night from September 2nd to October 31st, 2022, guests may enjoy the return of the Supernatural Showcase, Halloween Screams, a projection and light show. On weekend nights, Halloween Screams will include fireworks. Uh, Disney's California Adventure is going to have Oogie Boogie looming over the entrance to the park. In Cars Land, they will celebrate Halloween as Radiator Springs becomes Radiator Screams. Lightning McQueen, Mater Cruz, and Brett will be greeting guests in their Halloween costumes. <laughs> Hear all these fun little things we're doing here. Mater's Junkyard Jamboree will be transformed into Mater's Graveyard Jamboree. And Luigi's uh, Rollickin' Roadsters will become Luigi's Honkin' Halloween. Over in Avengers Campus, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout will become Guardians of the Galaxy Monsters After Dark each night. And then on Buena Vista Street, Mickey Mouse and friends will appear in old-fashioned Halloween costumes. Buena Vista Street will be decorated for Halloween, of course. When the sun sets, the facet of 
Carthay Circle Restaurant will come alive with Halloween projections. There will also be a 10-foot statue of the Headless Horseman. Ooh, awesome. Oh, I want to go. I know. I know, I know, I know. Plaza de la Familia will return to Paradise Gardens at Genie's California Adventure from September 2nd through November 2nd. 2022. This immersive limited time celebration inspired by the spirit of Dia de Muertos features live entertainment, festive foods, crafts, and more. Activities include a musical celebration of Coco, a lively street performance honoring Disney and Pixar's Coco, and the everlasting bonds of family. A mariachi band will also perform at Paradise Gardens Bandstand. Additionally, guests can enjoy an art installation photo opportunity at the Arbo de la Vida Tree of Life photo uh, location. The memory wall and a green with a hand-animated figure of Miguel from Coco. Frontierland will also have a vibrant display dedicated to Dea de los Muertos. <laughs> Sorry, I cannot roll my heart. It's all okay. <laughs> From September 2nd through November 2nd, 2022. Featuring a musical trio of skeleton figurines, brightly colored flowers, and other festival decor. Doesn't it feel weird that we're talking about Halloween already? I feel like we always talk about Halloween at this time. We're mid-June already. I know. Or actually, we're nearing the end of June by the end of this week. Yeah. So crazy. Just happens quick. Well, thank you for joining us this week, listeners. And if you are interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can text us at 636-373-4497. If you'd like a free quote, contact us at 636-373-4497. Or you can go to yourstorytravel.com and do the drop down and pick one of our names, Stephanie, Gina, or Vicki. And be sure to listen to Friday's show. Vicki and Gina are going to be interviewing Gina's client and uh, their friends. It's Amanda and Greg. They just returned from their Disney World couples trip. As always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. See you real soon. Have a magical day, my friends. Yeah.